So welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of Yegi Hadja, Let's Talk Korea. Woohoo! <laughs> um, this is Maya. And this is Sydney. And, uh, well, first we wanted to say thank y'all so much for the love and support that y'all showed us on our first episode. Uh, we got some good comments and feedback and some questions. And, you know, we really appreciate you guys. You really do. We we were kind of nervous, you know, to start our first podcast, but the feedback has been great, and we're so excited to get to do our second episode, which is going to be today on the beauty standards and lookism in Korea. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let's just get right into it. So before we start, let's first define lookism, because honestly, when you brought it up to me, I was like, what's lookism? (laughs) I know, I was like, let me Google that. So this is a good topic. I think that will definitely, you know, be an eye opener to a lot of people and will give a lot of people useful information. Lookism is a prejudice or discrimination based on physical appearance and especially physical appearance believed to fall short of societal notions of beauty. And so when Cindy brought it up to me, I was like, okay, yeah, we definitely need to talk about this because um, anybody who knows anything about Korea knows that they have very strict standards of beauty. Yes very when I when we say very strict it's not even very strict it's like I would say honestly use the word extreme like extreme standards Mm -hmm. of beauty so yeah and the discrimination against people who do not fit those standards is ridiculous like I know you had you were telling me about some people who even on tv were like like shamed or jokes were made about them yeah, so um, this what sticks out to me, if you guys listened to last episode about ALA, um, one of the mm-hmm. group members named Soyeon, actually her skin is a lot darker, significantly darker than the other girls in the group, and there's been multiple occasions where on TV, people have said, people on the shows have actually said things about her, people in the comments have said things about her, so one thing that really stuck out to me um, I believe it was back in 2018, one of her label mates from FT Island, um, Jonghyun, he actually said on a beauty show, it was a press conference um, for a beauty show, he said that she has slightly darker skin. I think it'll be nice for her to show her skin brightening through a whitening process. So he actually said that on live television on in a press conference. Um, that's just like one of the many few celebrities that have been poked fun of that have been outed for being slightly mm-hmm. darker than like their label mates so it's just like really sad um and a couple of the mm-hmm. comments that were on that were actually that she looked countrified like what happened to her she's so dark skinned so those are like a couple of things that stuck out to me that I just thought were really horrible mm-hmm. oh like I've definitely like skin tone is one of those things that people um definitely poke fun of there's always jokes there are countless countless mm-hmm. examples especially uh when it comes to uh k-pop artists that 
anybody in their group who is darker complected um, mm-hmm. <laughs> will definitely be the butt of jokes. But not only that, but if they are plumper, I don't even yep. want to call it fat because I like if you guys like we know what fat looks like and we know that these idols are not fat and exactly if anything they're not fat if anything i feel like they're they're on the thinner side like even the bigger ones that are considered Mm -hmm. bigger which they aren't they would probably be underweight most likely right Um, and we can get into that but it's just like the things that people poke um that people call out are like people's weight, their skin tone, certain facial features. Um, I do remember that there was this, uh, this YouTuber or she was some type of influencer and she was saying how her jaw line, it it was a square jaw and Mm -hmm. how um, she was contemplating going back and forth, thinking of getting like plastic surgery to make, of V line, and that is one mm. of the things that um, that is in this standard is having a V line, and also a V line. If uh, you guys don't know, it's like the type of the shape of the jaw. It makes the face look a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And what else? What else is there? It's like bigger eyes. Bigger so eyes. Like bigger eyes. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was saying yeah, double eyelids, V line. Um honestly knows like it's like what I was like Maya actually we were talking about this before this podcast and I was like it's basically the European standard of beauty like if we want to cut it short like it's the European standard of beauty pale skin big eyes tall nose bridge like you know the jawline needs to be pretty sharp like if we're going to be honest I would say it's pretty close to European standard of beauty yeah, so definitely um, they do have some features there where they do take from that European. But I think the the jawline and, like, the small face is something that is uniquely, um, like, I don't want to say Asian because Asia has a lot of different countries in it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely um, East Asian. That's definitely one of the things that is considered beautiful because it makes, so I, this is something that um, I'm going to go off on a little tangent now because it makes the women look more innocent. Mm-hmm. I, I completely, yes, I completely agree with you with the small face is definitely more on the side of East Asian because I've seen on TV shows, interviews, celebrities, um, they're always comparing their face shape or their face size. And I never noticed face size until I got into K-pop. And I feel like now when I look at people, I'm, like, comparing people's heads, head shape. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even control the shape of your head. Exactly. Like, in your face. Exactly. And that's one of the compliments that people receive. It's like, oh, your face is so small. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Like, I don't think anyone's ever said anything to me in America about my face being small. Like, yeah, it's not one of the things that we actually care about. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, those types of standards. And it's pretty much for females. Let's be quite honest. 
Um, Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about it, about sexism in Korea and how in our previous episodes. And I honestly think that a lot of topics that we're going to talk about is going to boil down to sexism and the very extreme patriarchal um, society that they have. Definitely, definitely. It's it's crazy because when I go on these forums and stuff um, that are translated like in Korean and what the Korean, you know, people say about these celebrities um, Mm -hmm. and even just not even celebrities, just normal people, it's like compared to a woman and compared Mm -hmm. to a man, if they do the same thing or dress the same way or look the same way, the Mm -hmm. hate for the woman is always significantly more and I'm going to bring that back to celebrities because this is where I see it the Mm -hmm. most if a celebrity girl for example gets caught up in a scandal if it's like a dating scandal or whatever or if a man gets caught up in a scandal I swear I see more hate on the woman woman side than the man side like Mm -hmm. it's just a fact um and it boils down to sexism yeah like women are harshly harshly criticized and are um, expected to look their best. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like our previous episodes, we are going to link. Did we link? (laughs) No, we didn't. I was actually thinking about that today, that I'm going to link the stuff below. So, yeah. yeah. You guys, we're going to actually give you guys a link on our Instagram where you can follow the sources from both episodes. Um, there are some really good articles and, um, like, studies that we found that I feel like you guys should check out. One of those articles is actually about how women are um, viewed in a professional setting. Like, there was this one lady who was saying, like, if she doesn't have any makeup on, her colleagues would say, um, this is verbatim from the article, like, mm-hmm. why is your face so tired? Why it looks? Why does it look melted off? And that's actually something I've heard other people say who work in mm-hmm. Korea. Like, it's what like if they come in with no makeup on, females. If they come in with mm-hmm. no makeup on, then it's like, oh my god, are you tired? Are you sick? What's wrong? And it's like, hold on, <laughs> this is not their face, <laughs> right? Which is crazy to me because their skin is beautiful. It's like half the time mm-hmm. I would look at someone and it's like I think they're wearing makeup, but they're not. Exactly, it's like their skin itself. But there is this this mentality that you have to, um, you have to wear makeup. You have to be perfectly made up. Because mm-hmm. um, if you don't, like, you are not trying your best. You're not putting your mm-hmm. best foot forward, I think. Yeah. And people won't, take, people won't uh, take you seriously. People won't, um, they won't respect you. That's, that's really what it is. It's like, and I, when I say people, I definitely mean men definitely me man um there was actually one this there's an example in this article that says when this person would go when this lady would go to meetings for clients her colleagues mm-hmm. would push her to wear more makeup because their clients who are older men would be more willing to speak with a pretty face mm. 
honestly, I'm not, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not even surprised. Um, and that mm-hmm. kind of brings me to like, have you ever had experiences with like when you were in Korea, when you lived in Korea, like any experience with your friends or people that you've met or roomed with possibly that kind of felt these pressures to, you know, look their best every day. So, okay. Ooh, yes. Um, I felt like whenever I would go out to meet like friends and there would be guys around, I definitely had mm-hmm. to wear makeup and definitely had to, you know, look presentable. Um, when I didn't do that, like I would not, be and this is not just from Korean guys, but this is also so for um from foreign guys as well. Because mm-hmm. um, when I was in Korea, the first time it was for an exchange program, and so you know did a lot of things for both Koreans and international students, and so I really did feel like I was. It's so weird to talk about it now because now that I think back, I was like, oh, wow, they really did treat me differently. Mm-hmm. They really did because most of the times when I hung out with international students and the guys and there would be Korean girls, like the Korean girls always were on point. Makeup, hair, outfit. <laughs> it, mm. it was always like that, always. And then yeah. – it's like I always felt like I was looked over. Mm. And it's, the funny thing is I didn't care about them. I did not want these guys' attention. But it's something that was so – that it, it was like – it was blatant. But I was just yeah. – I guess I didn't care that much at that time. But now that I think about it, it was so blatant. But when I came in with my hair popping, with my makeup on, yes. oh, it was always like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, you're like a brand new person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like you're well, a person now. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I feel like my experience is kind of the opposite because I wore makeup every single day. Not even going to front. Mm. I didn't wear it for no one but myself. And even in the 90-degree weather, I was popping my foundation and my highlighter on. So I didn't really see, like, you know, a difference in that. Um, mm-hmm. But I can definitely see, I, I definitely, like, I definitely can see where you're coming from with that. Like, that's not surprising mm-hmm. at all. Um, so, it's, yeah. It's I, really, that's, that's crazy, though. Yeah. It, it honestly is. The thing is, I never had that experience with, like, Korean guys really mm-hmm. – because I spent a lot of time with international students because I had okay. to. Um, but like I said, it was kind of similar to you. Like whenever I did see Korean guys, I always had some type of makeup on, except in the dorms. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Dorms. Like in the dorms, I took my makeup off like when I got to the dorms or like sometimes I would mm-hmm. have class at night. But like just to clarify yeah. to everyone, I didn't wear makeup for any of these boys or these girls out here like my friends mm-hmm. boys whatever I work for me okay I just want to make that clear yeah. um <laughs> yeah so that kind of brings me to the next thing about plastic surgery so I feel like when people you know think about plastic surgery 
in America, mm. maybe they might kind of gear it towards like older people. Like when you see a lot of these plastic surgery ads, sometimes you see it for older people, like, you know, middle-aged people, not really super, super young people, but in Korea, it's very common for young people, male and female to have some type of surgery. And the main one is eyelid surgery. Um, so why do you think when they promote all these surgeries, like get surgery, get surgery, why do you think people are ashamed when they're found out by someone else that they actually got surgery? Uh, it's like plastic surgery is a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. on one side, like like you said, young people, and when, we, when we're talking about young, we're like young people. Yeah. Um, probably I've heard like 16 or 17 year olds Mm-hmm. getting these types of things before they go off to college it's like a gift um, it, it is I've heard yeah. that it's a gift to get like plastic surgery like double eye surgery mm-hmm. but um, it is it's truly crazy because it's something that families will put on them it's like oh you need to um, you need to change how you look or mm-hmm. um, you look a certain way so for you to be able to get to get a job or mm-hmm. for you to be taken seriously or for you to get married uh you definitely need to get something done and like that is something that parents will say friends would say um and it's actually true <laughs> like the yeah prettier you are the more opportunities you have but it's like on the other side of that sword, if you get anything that is too quote unquote extreme and mm-hmm. people know it's like, Oh yeah, we know she got plastic surgery or mm-hmm. if if there's a picture of you that resurfaces from before you had plastic surgery, then people are going to get on will go in on you mm-hmm. like um like oh you're fake you're this you're that you're not even natural like you deceived us all these other things and it's just it's so weird it's like what are you <laughs> yeah it's like it's Loki like what do y'all want you you say that I need to look pretty you say I need to get plastic surgery but when I get pretty and get plastic surgery it's like you're shaming me for getting plastic surgery and like it's like you you can't win in the Korean society when it comes to plastic surgery and lookism and beauty like you can't win so um, and I just wanted to point out, um, you know, Gangnam is really famous for plastic surgery in Korea. Like it's known Ooh, for girl. being a plastic surgery center, um, in Korea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard of the show Gangnam Beauty or it's a, it's a television series. Mm. It was like, I think it was 16 episodes and it was basically about this girl who, um, underwent cosmetic surgery to evade like her bullies. So, like, she was getting bullied, so she went and got plastic surgery, and her bullies and the people around her actually, it backfired because they actually ridiculed her artificial looks. And this was a really popular drama back in 2018, um, and it was basically, like, the portrayal of Korean society and its superficial beauty standards and, like, discrimination off of physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually have seen a couple episodes and some clips of it, so I would really recommend you guys watch this drama but it just depicts basically everything that we're saying in this podcast today. So I just wanted to mention that. Girl, I have a story. 
Okay. So the second time I went to Korea, I actually stayed and worked at a guest house in mm-hmm. the middle of Gangnam and Apusong. And so this guest house, I did not know before I went there, was actually a place where uh, girls could come to recuperate from their their surgeries. And it was the most mind-boggling thing because everybody literally, and and it wasn't just Koreans. It was uh, Koreans, Japanese, um, girls from different parts of China, um, from Malaysia. Um, I'm trying to remember all the girls that I (laughs) had encounters with. But these girls would come and, you know, get surgery done and you have to you have to have some downtime so you can, mm-hmm. you know, heal properly. Mm-hmm. And so I actually asked a couple of girls, like, so what made you want to get this? Um, mm-hmm. not judging them because honestly, I felt like they were um there was some type of strength in being and having any type of surgery because, you know, Literally, I saw girls who cut into the. I, I'm not a person. I'm gonna tell this right now. I'm a bit squeamish when it comes to like bones, like cutting yeah. of bones, like intentionally. And so, whatever I saw someone who had that, I'm just like, more power to you. But mm. some of the answers I would get was because of the same things that we said before. I wanted. I want to. Uh, get a good job. Um, yeah, I want to um, have a better marriage, or I want to mm-hmm. get married. Those, like, literally, those examples we said before is literally exactly what those girls verbatim said out of their mouth of why they wanted to have plastic surgery or why they got it. That's amazing that you have that experience, like face to face, that you can actually talk about. You know, the girls I got plastic surgery. For me, it's like I've talked to a couple of people about specifically eyelid surgery, and mm-hmm. actually a lot of them said, or a couple of them that I talked to, said it wasn't because of pressure necessarily. It was because <laughs> this might sound, which I can totally get, because I one of my eyes are my eyes are hooded, so I totally get to see mm-hmm. into makeup that it's really difficult to do your makeup if you have monolids, and it's really difficult to do your makeup when you have hooded eyelids, and I can testify that for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm just going to spill the tea. I have actually considered getting my eyelids done, one of my eyelids done, because it's just so frustrating. It might sound like a dumb, silly thing to a lot of people, but it's really, really mm-hmm. frustrating when you do your makeup. So I'm not shaming anyone for getting eyelid surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. If that's their choice. But if you're doing it because someone else is saying you should get it done, I think that's a little bit different than me saying it's because I, I want it done. Not because of mm-hmm. pressure from my parents, pressure from society, pressure from friends. That's the completely right. different, you know, when I, that's what I'm trying to get out. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, both of our stories are really interesting. And I know that you also mentioned one of the girls said because she wants to get a better job. And mm-hmm. I was talking to you yesterday about how people actually have to have their pictures on their resumes for, oh, yeah. to get a job in Korea. Like, when you submit your resume, you have to have your photo on there. And I believe that's illegal. It's not illegal in America, but I don't think a lot of people do that here. They don't because, I mean, it depends on the job, obviously. So if you are 
um, somewhere where your appearance your your appearance is very um, important to your job, of course you're going to have mm-hmm. to take pictures. But yeah. if you are trying to be um, an admin for a company, you don't need to send mm-hmm. in your pictures. And but the funny the funny thing is is that um, people were saying that like the companies that hire you in America, they're always like, we don't discriminate based off of looks sexual orientation, all this stuff. Like, they list a bunch of things. But, like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure in Korea they probably don't even list that because it's false. Like, let's be real. Like, y'all are – some of these companies literally hire based off of your looks. Um, And I was doing some research, and people – I've come across people that said, like, they're pretty – they're pretty sure they didn't get hired because they weren't prettier than the other person next to them. And Mm. it's just really sad that you have to – your looks are based off of a job that you might have the same qualifications for, but because you don't look prettier or more handsome, you're not going to get the job. So, yeah. And there's actually an article, like we have one, an article about this that talks about this more about how, um, that not only like your face, like you have to send in a picture, but you also have to send in, um, who your parents are, things like mm-hmm. that, so these types of questions. And for anybody who doesn't know, Korea does have a very, it's like a highly competitive job market, and it is mm-hmm. very common for people for, even if you've graduated um, from the top university or mm-hmm. you just graduated with your bachelor's or something like that, even with your master's, it's still very hard to find a job. Yep. And so um, this is one of the things that their current president is actually trying to make some legislation about um, to have like a blind hiring process to where you don't have to send in your photo or you don't have to send in um, who your parents are, like what their occupations are and things like that. Because, including their, uh, and also including, sorry to interrupt you, but like I wanted to say also mm-hmm. sometimes they have to include their weight, height, and like blood type just to yes. like apply to these jobs. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, they have to jump through a lot of things, a lot of hoops just to land jobs. And it's like, um, what, what did this article say? That the national um, unemployment rate uh, for like the youth was at like nine point three percent. Like it was wow. higher before, but it it actually yeah um, fell, and that's still pretty high. <laughs> yeah, and um, high. this article that we're both talking about, which like I said, we'll link it below. Um, they were saying that um the human resources like they actually conduct an interviews and all this stuff for certain companies just to see the percentage of people that they rejected. And they said that Mm -hmm. nearly 50% of these companies said that they rejected an applicant because of their appearance. So like half of the companies that were surveyed rejected an applicant because of their appearance. So they Mm -hmm. might have not even looked through their whole resume, to be honest. Like if your picture is on the front page, like you're out like if they don't think you're good enough pretty enough you're out already so that just eliminates you like you know and it's just like what the heck Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we're trying to really drive in, like, how serious this is. It's like they even have, like, an online community to where um, people will upload their pictures and crowdsource. Mm -hmm. comments from others to comment on their looks like oh well you should put your hair up you should show your eyebrows you should do this and you should should do that because you'll look kinder mm. you look you'll look um better fashion yeah it's re- so. it is really hard and that is that you know that affects somebody's livelihood and that's it why does. like these standards are this is why it's a serious thing and I'm glad that their president is actually making legislation towards having blind hiring processes because that means a lot more people have a better opportunity to get an interview not saying that they won't get turned away at the interview yeah you know what I'm saying (laughs) and it's it's even in America, it's hard to get a job these days too. And we have a blind, supposedly we have a blind hiring process and it's like, imagine mm-hmm. not having one. Um, so that kind of brings me to our last like discussion about like steps into a healthier direction when it comes to lookism on, mm-hmm. you know, people in Korea, especially with like mm-hmm. all these people that um, post on social media there's a lot of social media influence celebrity influence tv all of that stuff so what steps that need to be taken you know to kind of mm-hmm. shift shift this standard of beauty so I wanted to talk about something that I that I was reading about and it's called the escape the corset movement and it happened sometime like last year between like 2018-2019 where there was this movement of women destroying their makeup and their beauty products and cutting their hair short um, as a way to say that that they're rejecting the standards of beauty that are placed upon them. And it was, girl, like they had organized, like at the first Sunday of every month, women were urged not to buy clothes or makeup. and anything that would contribute to the beauty industry. And it's so, it was so, when I read about it, I was like, huh, that's, that's pretty amazing because like from everything that we've said before, we, it's really, it's quite clear that beauty is highly regarded. Like your parents mm-hmm. is highly regarded. So for women to come out and say, like, we're not going to do this and post on social media, on yes. YouTube, for other people to see, mm-hmm. it's like, we, we're not accepting this anymore. It, it For me, I was like, wow, these these girls, they better do it. It took a lot because, of courage. Yeah. Because if you heard our previous episode uh, where we talked about cyberbullying, um, amongst <laughs> other things, like, People are real quick to comment. <laughs> oh yeah, like even even if you're not a celebrity, regardless, like they're real quick to mm-hmm. say their opinions behind the keyboard. It takes them like ten seconds to type it up. It will affect you for a lifetime. But it's like for these girls to come out here and to just be like, you know, f it. Like this is what we believe in, and we're gonna stand for this. And if you don't like it, then whatever. Um, it's definitely a step into the right direction, and it's a step that I think. Korea society needs to take even if it's a small step it's better than nothing 
um, because mm-hmm. this lookism thing has gone on for decades and decades. So it's like, you know, it's a really big change. And I think definitely the youth in Korea are starting to have a voice and are starting to raise their voice for, you know, good causes. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's definitely a part of all the other movements that are really pushing the equality of women. It is definitely, it's like just a piece of the whole feminist movement in Korea, which um, we're down for here. <laughs> we're down, yes, like we're all for it. Like if any steps are, any small steps are steps, like, um, and mm-hmm. that kind of brings me to our last, you know, bullet point about breaking the standard when it comes to YouTube, because YouTube mm-hmm. is a really, 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 really big platform everywhere around the world. Um, mm-hmm. And there are people, bloggers, a lot of bloggers that show their daily life when it comes to not wearing makeup. And mm-hmm. do you think this kind of breaks the standard for, you know, Korean people Korean women that they don't really have to wear makeup, especially on camera. Um, that's a good question because it's something that I really don't know because I've seen women who put their bare face, who, you know, wake up, they show this side of them. And um, then I also see them also applying makeup to go out, to go to their jobs and things like that. Mm -hmm. What I do feel like YouTube is a good way for others to see that it's okay to look different. Like, we, I know me and you both have exchanged a list of, uh, a list of like of YouTubers that we um, look at, like Korean YouTubers, and from mm-hmm. that list, I truly believe I see that they all look different. Yes, like the face shapes, their facial structures—they look different. Um, mm-hmm. They're all very pretty, but it's like they don't. Some of them don't even fit the standards of beauty, and I think that's what is important. It's like representation of everybody is important and so that's what YouTube does you get to see people who can look like you do regular Mm -hmm. regular things and see them like flourish in their own in their own little ways you know and so that's what I think YouTube is really good for so um, I guess it's best to keep on pushing that narrative that mm-hmm. there is there are more um, there are more standards of beauties like there are mm-hmm. more people there are more looks out there there are um, it's okay to look how you look it's that's just what you I have just to be confident I literally was just about you like read my mind it's okay to look different like that's the thing Korea is a society that you know, lookism is so strong in that everyone wants to fit the same standard of beauty. And it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of, like, in America, everyone's so, like, it's a melting pot here. Like, everyone looks so different. But in Korea, you know, everyone's trying to look 
the same and have the same standard of beauty. And once someone doesn't fit it, it's like they're ridiculed and shamed. And even the people that try to fit it, it's like we mentioned before the plastic surgery, if you get too much, Mm -hmm. you're ridiculed and shamed. So at the end of the day, you just got to be yourself. And yeah, I'm not speaking for Korean people because I'm, it's hard. I'm sure living in a society where you have to fit those pressures, but I just you have to want perform. to, yeah, yes, conform. But I just want to give like a shout out and a round of applause to the girls that out there that are like, you know, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to mm-hmm. look. And I don't really care about conforming to Korean society standards. And they just, you know, live their best lives and support and lift up other girls that are trying to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we're going to have to say this on probably every episode. It's like, we are not <laughs> saying that every single girl or every single woman um do these things and like it's like it's just in a general sense the society that's what we talk about here is we talk about society as a whole and not the um ones who who stick out or who are um unique so Yes, um, that's a very good point. (laughs) That's a very good point. We will definitely be saying that on every episode just to make it clear. And Mm -hmm. we also eventually want to have guests on our podcast, people that can, Mm -hmm. you know, share their experience. Maybe they've lived in Korea, people that are Korean American, Korean people that are actually have lived in Korea their whole lives, you know, Mm -hmm. share their opinion on these topics, too, because like we said, we're here to hear all opinions. We're not here to speak for Korean people. We're just here to share mm-hmm. our thoughts and yep. what we've been through because we will be making a story time soon, eventually about like what <laughs> got us into, you know, Korean culture, K-pop, our mm-hmm. trips to Korea and everything like that. So you can kind of get an idea of like where we're coming from as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. I think this wraps up week two for the beauty standards and lookism in Korea. Again, if you guys have any comments, constructive criticism that you want to, you know, leave in the comments, please, 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 please make sure to go to our Instagram, um, yegihaja, and also email us. The email is in the bio and email us any questions that you have. Um, That would be much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, again, like we said before, this is all about discussion, exchanging perspectives and experiences and opinions. Um, We just want to reiterate, let's not be rude, okay? Let's be respectful. (laughs) Yes, and we And we want to hear y'all's opinions. And um, also, we want to hear your experiences. Like, if you've lived in Korea or if you visited Korea, like, we definitely want to have open dialogue about your experiences because everyone's experiences are different. Um, So if you have anything that you would like to say, please, please, please leave us a comment and email us. We would be happy to answer that. Or topics as well because we have a long list of topics that we want to get through as well. Mm-hmm. definitely leave it on Instagram like we said before Instagram email um I think we should even do like a poll we're gonna we're yeah. gonna do something just you guys just be on the lookout we're we're planning things here <laughs> we're yes we're planning big things are coming this is our second episode but we have we've been really like you know driving hard really grinding thinking of new ideas people that we should get on this podcast so please be on the lookout because big things are coming like Maya said 
But, yeah, that is it for our second episode. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. Yeah, thank you for all of you guys around the world, wherever you are. We will talk to you. Please tune in every Friday, 10 Eastern Standard Time, everywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. And, yes, we're going to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, bye, y'all. Bye.